0: Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Husband Factory Podcast. We are live here with a new Semi new bride, Kelly is here with us today, and Kelly has been married for a little over a year. I believe she celebrated her one year anniversary in October. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, yeah. So you know, marriage is so amazing. It's so beautiful. It's designed by God for a reason. You know, marriage has so many wonderful aspects of it. But it's important for me to let my audience know every side. I want to give you complete balance. Marriage is wonderful, but marriage is going to require you to do some work. And marriage is going to require you to get some knowledge. It's going to require you to get a little bit of understanding. Because nothing is yours until you understand it. So I don't like my brides or, you know, the people that I talk to you guys, you guys, I consider you guys, my family. I consider you guys, my friends. I don't like you guys to go into marriage completely blind. So this is why I do the, the first year series. Now, you know, if you scroll through my podcast, you'll see other times where I talked about the first years because the first years are the hardest. The average divorce happens within the first three to four years of marriage. Think about it, you're leaving someone you know, you're, you've been living your life one way for maybe 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and then you marry somebody who's been living their life their way, maybe 20, 30, 40 years. There might be a little bit of tension there, a little bit of friction as you get used to living with each other. So I have Kelly here. She's been married for a year, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about what that first year was like and how you can maximize it. There's nothing like being prepared, and there's nothing like knowing what to do ahead of time so that you can have an awesome marriage. Okay, so Ketley, tell us a little bit about yourself and your husband and how you guys met, all of that good, good, juicy stuff that women love to hear.
1: Yes, my name is Ketley Marie. I'll be turning 31 this January. My husband and I were both believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I'm a full-time business major at Kennesaw. My husband is Nigerian and he's an entrepreneur. So we met at Dominion City Church, which is our local assembly. We're both members there. And we both just happened to be in the choir. And that's how we met. I really didn't pay him any attention, to be honest. (laughs) I really, I honestly, Miss Makita, this is a secret, but I actually wasn't interested when I first met my husband. But but yeah, so that's how we met. We met in the choir. He just approached me one day after service. And I was like, okay. Leslie,
0: that's really nice. And you, do you know, if you've listened to my podcast for some time, you would, and if you listen to me interviewing people that are either engaged or just married or getting married, you will notice a common thing. And that common theme is that the person that they ended up with wasn't necessarily what they thought was their type. So I hope you listen to her. I mean, I mean she's crazy about her husband, right? Absolutely. But when she first met him. Yeah. But when she first met him, she was like, Oh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's my type. You don't, you have no idea what your type is. So don't look at that. Don't, don't limit God based on a type because you don't even know. There's people you've dated in the past that now you're looking at them like, what was I thinking? So you don't know what your type is. So if you've noticed that common thing that sometimes you really have to open your mind and get to know people and get to know. All the good things
1: that, that are in them, you know. So how did he propose? He took me to Bahama Breeze. I kind of had a feeling, but I was surprised that there were other people there, like from church and like my close friends, his close friends. And we were at Bahama Breeze and he just popped the question. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I was a bit surprised to see so many different people there. And yeah. So and then, you know, he had the song played, like they cued the song. And I was so oblivious, like I didn't know what was going on. They cued the song. I didn't get the hint or nothing. They had a live band and everything. It was just so romantic. But yeah, that's how he proposed. That sounds
0: really nice. And I love the idea that he invited friends and family. That is huge. Like marriage should not be secret. If a guy tells you this is just between you and I, you need to run. There's something wrong there. You know, if he can't be extravagant about his love, if he can't be very visible and vocal about his love for you, there's something wrong there. And the fact that he invited the people who are closest to you, who mean the most to you says a lot about him. That's really great. I love that. So you guys got, you got, you were proposed and you got married. So what is the one thing that surprised you about marriage? You would say.
1: The one thing that really shocked me the most was learning that the love that got us married was not the love that's that will finish us get us to the finish line if that makes sense
0: yes it does mm-hmm. a lot of people yes. will not believe you but <laughs> it does i'm sure people had told you that when you took premarital class you guys took premarital class right you should right. Always we take did prepare class. But the funny thing is, when people are taking premarital class, they don't listen. They just feel like, oh, our love is different. We're right. We, you don't understand. Our love is very strong. We finish each other's sentences. Our love is deep. Our, we're, we're, we're
1: good. Like we'll listen to what you're saying, but we're good. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely absolutely i was definitely like oh no you know we love each other you know no you don't know our relationship like no you don't understand this love <laughs> so yeah we were definitely we we were there
0: so what what when you say that the love that got you into the relationship is not enough to sustain the relationship give us give us a little bit more what you mean by that
1: yeah so After, you know, before, you know, you don't really live with the person, you just see them on occasion or casually or so when you actually have to live with the person and you discover, oh, okay, I didn't quite know this about you or I didn't really grasp this side of you or I didn't know this side of you. And it takes more than the feeling of love to endure those different quirks about a person. I previously mentioned before, not here, but my husband splashes a lot at any time there's water around, like in the sink, in the kitchen, in the shower. Like he just splashes like water, and so I always say him like, "How do you get water everywhere? Like, this, you know, just get it in the sink." But you know, I had to just that. The lovey dovey part is not was what's going to keep me loving him and keep. It's not that lovey dovey that is going to get us 50 years down the line. It's the, definitely the knowing that, okay, this is a covenant and I have to do more than love him, but I have to show agape love towards him and accept him for who he is. And I'm sure he has to do that for me too. And that, that was the biggest thing for me. Like that love that we have, like that got us into a relationship that got us intrigued into each other. And that got us to the down the aisle is definitely not, is what's going to take us for the next fifty years?
0: Yeah, that's very powerful. That's a very powerful point because you, in marriage, you have to make choices, and you, and the choice you're making is that you're going to stick this thing out. You're going to stick this thing out, come hell, come high water. And most times, hell doesn't come. <laughs> okay, most times, high water doesn't come. But you know, when you're not married, if somebody gets on your nerves, you just get up and go, and you don't have to talk to them again. But right. You, Mm, no, you you know you're gonna work it out. You're going to put on your big girl pants and you're going to act like an adult and you're going to deal with the situations, the hard situations. There's hard, hard conversations in marriage sometimes. Um, sometimes you have to bear your soul. Sometimes you have to, you know, be vulnerable. Sometimes you have to, if you're the type that likes to avoid conflict, sometimes you have to walk into the conflict and and say, This is you know how I'm really feeling. So in order to do that, you have to have a certain level of maturity and you definitely have to have a certain level of sacrifice. And you know, you have to realize that love is a decision. And I think that's what Kelly's saying. Like it's it's more of a decision, it's more of an action than it is a feeling. Because you may not always feel loving, you know, that feeling, lovey, dovey feeling, but you you act loving. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Now you, you mentioned earlier that your husband is Nigerian and, and what nationality are you? I am Haitian. Okay. So you got a Caribbean and a Nigerian in the same house. So, you know, I think Caribbean and African culture have a lot of similarities, but there are also some differences too. So did you find that it was hard? Like in the beginning, like were there cross cultural differences That you think somebody should, not necessarily specifically for you, but you think that somebody marrying somebody from another culture should should keep in mind.
1: Yes, certainly. There are definitely there um there are a lot of similarities with my culture and his culture as far as like food and things like that. But I believe that Nigerian culture, like they have different value systems, and it definitely requires an open mind. It definitely requires an open mind, I believe. And as far as challenges would go and benefits, I think what we benefit the most from our marriage is that, you know, there's things that he has yet to experience that I've opened him to. And there's things that I've yet to experience that he's opened me to beyond language, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, food and things like that. But just you know, different things in general, but like cultural traditions and correct, really, correct. This is how correct. you know we celebrate Christmas and then this correct. is really nice. It's nice to right. be able to experience another culture. That's good. Yeah, it's absolutely it's absolutely amazing. He also says that he actually never knew that he was not gonna marry a Nigerian. <laughs> but I always thought that I was gonna marry a Haitian, but Let's look at that. But yeah, so as far as like the challenges is just really keeping an open mind and having open communication also because um I know early on, you know, what would be okay in the American co- in the American culture wouldn't be okay for a Nigerian in their culture. So definitely having open communication and talking about those things and having an open mind and giving each other grace too. Oh,
0: well, that's really powerful. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, because Different cultures can definitely live together, but you have to be able to communicate. Like Kelly said, you definitely have to be able to say, look, in my culture, when you stand like that, with your arms crossed like that, and you look at me like that, that is total disrespect. It's not like I I can't accept it. You know what I mean? I'm just giving that as an example. Whereas in another culture, it may just not be taken that way. You know what I mean? But but the, if the person doesn't tell you, you won't know and you'll continue to offend them. So you both would have to make the decision to be open, completely open with one another. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it's so cool to have different different cultural values and, you know, different, expose people to different things. And then, you know, somebody told me something that I thought was so nice. He said, at the end of the day, if you have the culture of Christ, you know, if you have a Christian culture, meaning that you focus on being Christ-like more so than your culture, you'll be okay.
1: You know, because,
0: yeah. yeah, because some things in culture are just that, they're just traditions. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right or it's wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean, but if it lines up with God's word, if you behave in a way that lines up with God's word, you guys will be fine, you know? No. Yeah. So now you I recently celebrated your one year anniversary. So I wanted to give you a chance to let us know two or three things. So let our listeners know, like, OK, mostly everyone that listens to me is hoping to get married. So what should what 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 should they do? anticipate or what should they learn now so that when it's their turn, when they get married, they're already pros at it and they can sail through that first year of marriage?
1: I think one of the things, one of the major things that I honestly did not think that I would need to really work on, but my husband has pointed it out. I guess it's one of those things that, you know, how they say you have your blind self. So I think for me was my tone, learning to be mindful of my tone and how I come off. And for me, I was like, oh, you know, I'm nice. I don't have a problem with, you know, I'm so sweet. I get along with everybody, you know, I, you know. So this was my perspective that I had of myself. And, you know, he had to let me know a few times. Like, no, you kind of come off a little this kind of way. So (laughs) that was one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn about myself is just being mindful of my tone and how I come off. And then, Kelly, sorry to interrupt you before you get to the second one. Marriage
0: is God's personal development system. If you think you're nice, we won't know until you get married <laughs> because your husband will be the one to tell us, right? <laughs> right? It's God's personal development system because you are going to grow. Anything that you haven't dealt with before marriage, guess what? Once you get married, you're going to have to deal with it. Whether any bad attitude, addict- Attitudes you have, bad habits. I'm not saying you have any bad attitudes, Kelly, but any bad habits, I'm just saying in general for all of us, anything that we have never dealt with or that's been kind of under the surface, because you know, when you go out, you can be one way, right? Mm -hmm. And turn it on. You can just talk, you know, but there's times when you go home and you don't want to talk to anybody, you don't want to deal with anybody. You, but that's okay when you're single, but once you get married, that not wanting to talk to anybody, not wanting to deal with anybody it has to be dealt with, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's it's really powerful. OK, go ahead. So so number one is to work on your tone. And I do have a episode on communication. It's mind boggling because communication
1: and respect means so much to men. Yes. Yes, it does. So much more than I actually New, more than I knew, more than I knew. And I think more than a lot of us know, actually. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So what was number two? So number two, I would say like one of another, one of those things is honor and respect. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes as women, we have ideas of what we think honor and respect is. Um, and that and that may be different for every other man, but it's definitely a big deal in our house, in our household, honoring one another, respecting one another. And that could be anything for any other person. But I think for men, it's another one of those things like communication that is very important to them. And so I had to really learn what respect looks like for my husband mm-hmm. and what honor looks like to him. So I think, that was number two for me. Yeah, that is so so powerful. I can't,
0: I can't, I can't stress enough how important respect is for a man. I can't. It, respect is like what love is for you as a woman. You know how important it is to know that you're loved and that you're cherished and that you're favored and that you're cared for and you're protected. That's what respect is for a man. And if the man doesn't feel respect, he doesn't care how much you love him. And Kelly, you brought forth a very important thing. Because it doesn't matter, respect is not what you think respect is. Respect is how that person perceives it. So somebody gave me very good advice when I first got married, and um, that was Dr. Una. She said, ask your husband what you can do to respect him, how you can show him respect, and listen, and don't interrupt when he's talking, and do exactly what he tells you. Because at the end of the day, he's the one I'm trying to respect. So he has the right to tell me, when you do this, I feel disrespected. But if you want me to feel respected, do this. He has the right to tell me that. And it's not up to me to try and figure it out. Like, oh, no, if I, if I show you, if I, but I'm respecting you. How can you say I'm not respecting you? I'm respecting right. you. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, he, he has the right because it's it's his perception. You know, and he's the one I'm trying to please, you know. So, those are really, really
1: great points. And then, do you have a third one for us by any chance? I think the third one would be familiarity. And that's just in the sense of, like, you know, I don't want to speak for every lady out there, but I, sometimes we get lost in love mm-hmm. or we get lost in the routine of when we do things. And so, I I can definitely say that I was guilty of this, being familiar with my spouse. You know, yes, he's my friend. Yes, he's my spouse. But he's so much more than that. So much more. He's my leader. He's my pastor. He's the head of our household. And I think sometimes for me, you know, I kind of lost sight of that. So keeping that in the forefront was another thing that I had to learn this past year. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's really powerful. And
0: ladies, if you hear her talking about her husband is her pastor, her husband is not a pastor, like he's not an ordained pastor, but she's recognizing that he's the pastor over their home. She's recognizing that he's the leader over their home. You know, when I say he's not, he's not a pastor yet, you know, you know, in terms of a pastor of a church, but he's the pastor of their home. He's he's her pastor, you know, he's the spiritual leader over her home. And as a single woman, you still have a chance to make a choice. You don't have to get in a bus with anybody that's not going where you want to go. So if you know you don't really, you can't really respect a man as the head of the home, if you know you don't want him to lead you, you can't trust him to lead you, don't get in his car. Don't, don't, don't marry him. You know, so you have that choice to marry somebody that you're going to hold in high esteem. You should hold your husband in the same Or more high esteem that you do, your your the pastor of your church. You should respect them on the same level. You know, don't get so familiar, like she said, that you don't see them as a man of God, you don't see them as a man of prayer. And not only that, maybe you don't see their purpose, because part of your job as a wife is to help them live their purpose. Maybe their purpose is, she said her husband is an entrepreneur. Maybe her husband's purpose is to make billions and billions of dollars. And if if that's her husband's purpose, if she just sees him as her lovey dovey, she won't see that side of him to help him. You know what I mean? Like when you see women with amazing men, trust me, they're looking at the side, they're looking at besides the man that they love, they're looking at the man that he can become, the man that he's meant to be, the purpose that he has that is beyond just their their husband being, being just a husband to them or their you know their their sweetie pie. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you so much, Kelly. These, these, these are really, really
1: insightful nuggets that you gave us. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? You know, one last thing I would say, Ms. Rikita. one last thing is that, you know, I was just reflecting on this, you know, honestly, you know, I, I mentioned that I really, really wasn't that interested in my husband before we got married or before we even started dating. But if you tell me like today, like he's just the best like I wouldn't have been able to choose him and I just give glory to God because truly we kind of have this thing in our mind like oh this is what I want this is what I want this is what I want but truly if you just let God pick for you if you just let allow him to pick for you like of course he knows you better than you know yourself yeah. right but I don't know. Like my husband, like I really could not have picked him. He's just so perfect. And he's more perfect today than he was when we got married. And um, I just give glory to God for that. He's just amazing. He's absolutely the best. Um, And I could not have picked him. It's really only God that blessed me with the gift like my husband. Oh,
0: that's powerful. That's beautiful. So keep an open mind, ladies. If the man is a Christian, like a real Christian, not a not a drive by Christian or, you know, you see him every once in a while. Like if the man is a genuine Christian, give him a chance. You might end up with a love connection like Kelly. That's a powerful. Love story. I love that. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so so much. much. Thank you so much for coming by. I'm going to put the links to Ketley's blog. She has a blog. I'm going to put her links to her blog in the description box. So check it out. Support her. Follow her on Instagram. And we will see you next week, ladies. This can be your story. Imagine, you know, next year it's you sitting with me and talking about what a wonderful, wonderful husband you have. It can be your story. All we have to do is do things God's way. Take care now. Have a good day.